0: You're listening to PTC Point of View, brought to you by Preferred Trust Company the preferred custodian for all alternative investments. We're here to provide retirement savers like you with the tools you need to succeed. Need a confidence boost when it comes to investing outside of the stock market? Do you want the power to build a tax-sheltered nest egg that will last through your golden years? You've come to the right place. Turn up your speakers and turn off cruise control because we're taking you on the alternate route to investing with your IRA.
1: So, welcome. We have Rob Anderson from BB Capital with us today to talk all things real estate investing. So, let's talk about Let's just get right into it. You sure. Want to absolutely. All right. So, who is BB Capital? BB Capital is an investment company. we're, we're a real estate company. We're, let me step back. We're real estate investors in control of the deal nice right and okay. we're letting we're, we're giving all, uh, opportunities for others to invest with us or alongside of us in what we're doing i like that so you're investing in your own product oh absolutely all right what's your product anything that makes really good money it's real estate related uh-uh. i i jokingly say that because we're opportunistic. you know a lot of folks will just they'll pick a lane and that's their lane well what happens when that lane goes out of favor? Yeah pretty much they shut the doors or they lay off. We never wanted to be in that position. Um, what we will do is we'll stay to one geography. We're, we're pretty much just Texas only, right? Okay. But we're not afraid to go into different property types or different markets inside our focus, which is the state of Texas, if we need to. A good example of what we were just talking about a second ago, value-add multifamily is getting harder and harder to pencil. The The, the returns are getting lower and lower and lower, yeah. but construction still makes a lot of money. Yeah. And there's a lot of supply and demand issues that still work there. In fact, the price of lumber has already dropped down to pre-COVID numbers. Have you seen this? Yes. I'm oh, building it. a house. Of course I've oh, seen well, this. Yeah, exactly. I'm going? so excited. Yeah. So it's a big deal. So uh, very opportunistic. Where, from an economic standpoint, even a macro, does it make sense to do what? And where where's the best risk return? And that's where we want to play. All right. Give me your last deal you closed. Break that deal apart for me just a little bit. What does it look like from an investor's perspective? I exactly. mean, like a round trip? Yeah. Okay. The one I like to tell you about actually was down in Houston. And here's why. It's not a perfect deal. Okay. Because there's no perfect deal. You're right. Okay, Risking everything. So this was ground up multifamily. Now, we do a lot more multifamily. You know, Because sure. we have big industrial fund we talked about. Um, 330 doors from the ground up. We raised $6 million from investors. We had a $30 million loan. Three years later, fully built, beautiful pool, uh, beautiful property. It's uh, just south of the Woodlands, if you've ever heard of that. It's a big economic area. And uh, we're ready to sell it. Well, this little thing happened. You might have heard of it. It's called Hurricane Harvey. Yes. Yeah, it it kind of put the brakes on things, right? And so we couldn't sell. We're not going to sell just because an alarm went off, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, We sat on it for another, I want to say it was 12, 13 months. The market stabilizes, yeah. stabilizes. It always does. It's yes, the big it question is when, right? Mm-hmm. I always tell people, there's two things you need to know. It's illiquid, and I can't control the clock, yep. right? Outside of that, let me explain the deal to you. So you know, it's about 12, 13 months later, we finally exited and sold it to a California investor for over $48 million. So cash on cash basis, investors still doubled their money. Mm-hmm. It took a year longer than we wanted it to. Yeah, but they still doubled their money. And it was only four years. Patience is the key in real estate. Would you agree? Absolutely. Because you are gonna. It won't be the first Harvey. It won't be the last. Right. Um, obviously, yeah. right. You just you just have to know how to weather the storm. No pun intended. I'm I'm not trying to, you know, uh, place havoc on what happened there. But um, sometimes you do. You have to you have to hold and you have to wait um, before you can receive mm-hmm. those returns. So would that be, um, give, give me your pinnacle investment that BB Capital has ever made. So our home run deal, it's funny, that was in Houston too, and we haven't done a ton down there, but for some reason, I have two examples down there. We took a property that was condemned and convinced the city to make it worthwhile to do, took it to its stud. This is pre-Chip and Joe, by the way. Okay. Okay, this is about a 200 unit condemned multifamily. Took it to the studs, completely renovated it, turned it into a class A property. Everybody passed on this. Everybody passed on this. Mm Four X in two and a half years Mm -hmm. for investors. So, why? People just go, how? Why? And I can't promise you I'll ever see that again. Yeah. And we probably may not actually see that ever Mm -hmm. again. Well, number one, it was coming right out of the recession. Okay. Right. So, this was 09 to. Actually, this was 2010 to 2012, mm-hmm. and so timing was great. Yep, distress value. What, what people didn't realize, there's million to $2 million homes within a half-mile-to-mile mile radius of this property. This property was the single worst eyesore in a three-mile radius. Yep. Nobody was willing to put in the sweat equity in the work to do it. But you did. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. It did. The reason why I'm asking you questions about the good, the bad, and the ugly is I'm trying to figure out exactly what BB Capital's strengths are. Pivoting. Yeah, it, it 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 is a it's pivoting. I'll tell you this the, the worst one we did was uh a portfolio property, and we had to part ways with a partner, a former partner over this, in that we had third party property management. And this was multifamily too. I know it's okay. not like that's all we do, but these are just my examples. Yeah. And um the third party property manager is not financially aligned with a property owner. Mm -hmm. If you look at how they get paid. Yes. And it's a flaw, but but they're big and everybody uses them. Mm -hmm. And and we actually had to sue them for breach of contract and got a mid six digit settlement. And so what did we do? We went and created our own property management company that we could control. It is aligned with our investors' interests. Mm -hmm. Right, so people always say, "What's your specialty?" There's a lot of things. Right? Yeah, we're people just like everybody else, yeah. but we are willing to pivot. Mm-hmm. Like, value add is tough. Construction works. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times when multifamily wasn't the right thing to do. We got into industrial. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were big into office. We had to take a break on office. Right, yeah. and it just depends on on what the environment is and what's where to be. Where should you be? So tell me about all your in-house services. What do you guys provide? Do you do your own capital fundraising? Do you, sound sounds like you have a construction company. You have a property management company. They like, kind of run me through what the gamut of services that you guys provide in-house. Sure, we do full development inside, in-house, right? So uh, we have our own capital. We raise our own capital through investors. We love IRA investors. We have um, a construction company. And this is important because they are civil engineering degree people. And so when you get the civil engineering plans back, do you really know what you're looking at? Can you call them to the carpet on it? Right, That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the person who runs that is also a, a, an attorney. So when it comes down to the contracts, there's a lot of contracts and, and how do you structure that helps a lot. So we have that in-house. Um, and then we have property management house as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So the full development side of it, the construction side, the capital side, and the property management side is in-house. If we go into an asset class or a property type that uh maybe we feel like we don't have the full expertise and we'll partner. Okay. So, like on the industrial side, we have a partner and we think they're some of the best that we have found. Okay. Uh, and that's what that's how we'll do that. Okay. Talk to me about uh describe a typical investor. What does your typical investor look like? You know, what's fascinating to me is I would say my corporate executives are still in love with the stock market. <laughs> Not fully, not yeah. fully at all. Yeah. Because I was corporate executive and I got mm-hmm. I quit and went into real estate whole right? Yeah. Um, but if I were to stereotype them, you know, uh, they'll dabble in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, however, mm-hmm. my entrepreneurs are about the polar opposite. Yes. My entrepreneurs love real estate, they love deals, they don't trust the stock market. I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's like a personality type. Mm-hmm. And so the majority of our folks, um, look, I mean, we have everybody, mm-hmm. right? But, boy, those entrepreneurs are, are, are just loving <laughs> this stuff. They, are. they can read a deal. They can understand it. They can look at the financials. They have run a business or they've sold a business. They understand that side of it. It makes more sense to them. What does your education look like? What kind of information do you provide your investors before they invest in a project? Well, I've actually told people they can't invest yet. So I'm that weird guy. So you don't understand. You've got to understand. Or I don't feel comfortable taking your money. This is going to sound a little arrogant, but I don't need your money. Yeah, I want it, but yeah. I don't need it. That's mm-hmm. a big difference. Mm-hmm. There's people out there that need it, yeah. and so you've got to be careful to see who you're dealing with, right? Okay. I always tell people, you have to understand the risks, and they'll say, I'm ready to go. I'm like, you're not ready to go. Why am I not ready to go? you never asked me what the risks were. <laughs> you have to understand this, and you know I think the risks are A, B, and C. And then are those risks, what's the likelihood of that? And is it worth the return, i.e. risk return? So number one, what are the risks? And do you fully understand those? Are you comfortable with them? The answer is no, this isn't the right deal for you. Yeah. Let me understand. You. Let's talk further. We'll find a deal that is right for you. This one may not be it. But secondly, what's the exit? How do you get out of this? This is the 100% illiquid. I joke with people all the time. If you give me some money, you call me a month later because something happened. I can't give it to you. I bought a building with it, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not going to sell a, a brick. A brick. There you go. A couple bricks to give you your money. It's not. It's not work that way. Yes, yeah. you've got to understand that. Mm-hmm. And especially if they've not done this before, the the lack of liquidity is the first hurdle. Mm-hmm. God, that's. It's, it's a mental thing. You've got to yes. understand that. Yes, that may also be some of the difference. It's the typical whole period: three to five years. Three, five years. Yeah, sometimes shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do some bridge stuff. That might be one to two years, but most of the most of the funds or the projects are three to five years okay so illiquid nature what's the give me the second risk i think you're running down risk factors well then, here. no the other thing i was going to say is how what's the exit yes the exit how do you get your mm-hmm. money back how mm-hmm. does this sponsor which is what we're called but mm-hmm. how does this real estate developer in this particular situation return your money mm-hmm. and how do they promote how do they create that return mm-hmm. and is that a viable way of doing it in other words if the way you're going to get your money back is through a refinance, that's not technically an exit. Mm-hmm. You know, is there an institution willing to pay the price tag for what they are creating, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and have they done it before? What's the market for it? And you know, is this something they truly want? So one thing I I, I share with people so our, our our industrial fund is what we're doing is we're putting properties together in a portfolio because institutions love industrial, and they love triple net, but they do not want to buy one at a time. Nope. But yeah. they love a the good guess. portfolio. Oh, yeah. right. And so that's what I mean, like, is the exit sound? Mm-hmm. Does it make business sense? Mm-hmm. That's how people understand the risks, understand the exit. And then obviously the only other thing you can really do besides understanding the deal is is evaluating your sponsor and their track record. Yeah. Uh, all of your investors are accredited investors? Yes. All 100%. accredited investors. Okay. All right. And where do your investors come from? We're in almost 50 states. Really? Almost 50 states. A few, a few out of country. Okay. Um not sure we want to keep doing that but uh <laughs> we, we've got a few yeah. you know the taxes are kind of on now but yeah. um, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. Now we're in a nice spot in that uh uh people that call Texas the California from the 70s. Mm. That may be a little grand. I hope it's not. But since that's where we are, because of the moss- massive in migration the state has seen yes. and the lack of building. So, yeah. so this is what you might find this interesting. Back to 08, that was truly a real estate bubble. People go, is this a real estate bubble? I say, no, it's not a bubble. It's cold. It's a yeah. totally different thing. Back in 08, there was this massive overbuilding. We've had a massive underbuilding this time around. Yes. Now, we've got this inflation thing, which is really annoying. Sure. We didn't have sure. it then. But from a pure supply and demand, demographic so for every uh uh i want to say for every thousand people that move to an area you need 1.2 million in uh warehouse space built Mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah right you need housing Mm -hmm. you need retail you need grocery you need all the stuff that goes with it right and so when you have that massive in migration without the build-up coming to it it does a wonder for property values sure does how do they invest with you do they invest with their businesses their qualified funds cash like what do you what do you typically see from a from a you know well, well so you can avoid you can invest directly mm-hmm. joint llc trust we see a lot of that we see a lot in the qualified space area mm-hmm. right whether it's a sep mm-hmm. ira roth a mm-hmm. uh, handful of 401k pension stuff but Uh, I'd say the most common would be trust LLC direct or the IRA, Mm -hmm. you know, and and so the the IRA is access to capital. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, people look at real estate as a diversification. Mm -hmm. Now, my compliance officer would kill me if I didn't say one's liquid, one's illiquid. Get Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, once you get that, the beauty of real estate is it's uncorrelated to the equity markets. Mm -hmm. And so that is something, especially today, that people are interested in. Yeah. Absolutely. In their cash or after tax as well as their pre tax mm-hmm. qualified money. money. Yep, from both perspectives. Right. Okay, you had just mentioned that there's a variety of different types of funds. Um, what are you currently raising capital for right now? Well, one thing I didn't mention is the 1031 exchange. Oh, yes. Yes, that's please bring that That's another one that's gotten really popular. Why? Because you know, it's been 25 years since Robert Kiyosaki wrote Rich Debt, Poor Dad Poor Dead. 25 years. I looked it up. Because that was one of the things that got me and a lot yes. of other people going. Yes. I mean, I it bought works. a bunch of real houses mm-hmm. and uh it works. Yeah. And I got tired of having a second job, so I sold them all and went purely <laughs> passive, which is yeah. what I preteen right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Is um and that's happening across the board because asset values and property values are so high that people are saying, I really would like to take advantage mm-hmm. of this price point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's gonna last forever. Yeah. Um did it myself, I sold a vacation on recently. Mm-hmm. And so, but then they see that tax bill. Yes, not only that, they see the um uh, uh depreciation recapture mm-hmm. that happens because mm-hmm. you depreciate yep. that stuff all along the way. You get to defer all of that if you exchange it, but then there's this time constraint, 45 right. days to mm-hmm. figure something out, 180 mm-hmm. days. Well, the beauty of a Delaware statutory trust is you can exchange into a bigger, more institutional property. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing that for investors. It actually started out of investor demand. We had so many phone calls asking us for a 1031 option. So that's something that's open right now. Uh, we have our triple net industrial fund that's open right now. And we have a land play that's open right now. So we give investors the ability to finance the purchase of land that we're going to develop. And it, it capitalizes the pre-development. But then when we actually raise the development, it buys the land investors out plus an interest payment of some sort, which is usually pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed to ask? What does the return look like on the land? Yeah, uh, We paid most of the time we've been paying about a 20% preferred return. So what is a preferred return? That's, that's first money off the top. Mm-hmm. People think that's current income. It's not current income. So if you invest in this, you don't get paid for a year. Yeah. But then when, but when that year's over, you get the full return of capital and you accrue the PREF through the year. So if it took nine months to be 15, okay. it took 12 months to be 20, etc. There's no guarantee, obviously, but you're backed by the land, is why a lot of people Mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. Worst case, we turn and sell the land. Yeah. Never had to do that yet. It's been a really nice financing arm, especially right now. Yeah. uh, For us, because, you know, banks are, we've got a great reputation with the banks that we work with, Mm -hmm. but there's only so much debt they'll let you have. There's only so much leverage. And if we have the land taken down free and clear, then we can contribute that and get better terms on the construction. Yeah, absolutely. They love to see that. -hmm. Changes the banking relationship real quick. (laughs) It does. (laughs) It does. It opens the floodgates a little bit more. And having your own source of capital and your own construction company helps your banking relationship too, because banks are gun shy about a sponsor that can't control all of that. Mm -hmm. Because if there's outside parties, they could pull the trigger on you and your deal just died. Yeah. You're reducing their risk. Mm -hmm. Correct the deal 100%.
0: You're listening to PTC Point of View. Brought to you by Preferred Trust Company.
1: So what would you say is the best IRA vehicle with BB Capital? I would say two things. The land, are, the, the land plays that we do are good because generally there's no debt on them. So you don't have UBIT exposure, right? The other one would be our triple net industrial fund. Because be, for the same reason, it's going to have very, very little, if any, UBIT exposure on it. And it's a good way, if you've not done this, to start investing, because it's a very conservative investment. It's very, it's much further down the risk return spectrum, mm-hmm. because as you know, triple net, you're talking about good-sized companies. Triple net, stop. What does it mean? Okay. Triple net, that term comes from, if you'll see it written, it's three capital N's. Mm-hmm. So what are you net of? You're So in this situation, we're signing leases with companies, and the companies are responsible for 100% of the taxes. They have to find, source, and pay for the insurance manage and maintain all of the buildings so think about if you had a rental house and your tenant would be a dream tenant could you imagine i'd still own my rental house um especially with the maintenance side of this Mm -hmm. so that's what triple net is or absolute net is another one where, where you are responsible for nothing but accepting the rent now we still have to go make sure they pay their taxes. We still mm-hmm. make sure that sure. they have the right insurance. You're double back making sure um, we still t- and then we take the rent and we pay the mortgage and, and then we take uh, the income off of that and pay that to investors. And so the neat thing about that is investors can re- actually receive income monthly. Nice. A lot of folks like that because a lot of real estate deals will pay at the end or mm-hmm. they might pay quarterly. Mm-hmm. It's not every day that you pay get something paid monthly. Yeah. Mailbox money. Yeah, it's kind of the uh, it's kind of the uh, the bond or fixed income piece yeah. of the real estate world. It's nice. In fact, um, JLL, a big real estate shop, has called this a bond wreck in real estate. Oh, kind I of like cool that. Tack- I stole it. I, I gave like the credit. that. Uh, but it's a neat way because it's you can compare a triple net lease contract to a bond. If you look at the paperwork, both are an obligation to pay. One is on the credit of the company; the other has a building attached to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I'd argue it's a better position to be in. Yeah, And what people don't realize is the uh, the cost or the line item mm-hmm. of the rent to these companies' full balance sheet is so minute. I mean, it, it's not yeah. really, I mean, they're, they're going to cut a million things sure. before they cut that. That's right. right. So It's the last thing on the list. And these it. contracts are long. They're 10 mm-hmm. to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And they have what we call rent bonds. No, it's not. No, we we can't plan for eight percent inflation. Sure, but they'll have one, two, three percent bumps every year. So the rents are going up mm-hmm. while we're paying down the mortgage. Yeah, that's awesome. Great vehicle. This type of uh, investment. When did this become available to the general public? Because you're talking about things that ten years ago, I mean, there was no discussion on the streets about this. Right. So, at what point did this become Open concept to investors. When do you think that happened? Where was that paradigm? I would say it was in the 15, 16, 17, 20, 20, 2016. Yeah, time frame, you know, 2012 is the Jobs Act, mm-hmm. and that kind of opened things up a little bit. 2013, the SEC came out and gave us regulations on it. Mm-hmm. And, and then people had to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. And, and, Ironically, it's the exact same uh, legislation that also created crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew about that. But then this really opened up a different subset of investing to, and I can't say the general public, but the accredited investor, True. which is a much bigger group Mm -hmm. that people think about because Mm -hmm. they've never indexed it up. Yeah. Yeah. So in the past, you had to have a substantial relationship. You had to know the right people, Mm -hmm. which meant you probably had to be in the right, air quotes, right zip code. And so it was very, you could even argue it was discriminatory to a certain degree, right? It was incredibly hard to find access to these type of opportunities. That has changed dramatically for the better. Yes. And it's one thing that I'm actually passionate about. Thank God I was lucky enough to have a friend that did this. And mm-hmm. so I I got into this a long time ago. I got into this in 09. Mm-hmm. Most people did not have that friend. Yes. Right. And mm-hmm. back then you had to have that friend in order to have access. And that's one thing I'm, I'm, we're really excited about is being able to bring that access to people that may not have had it otherwise. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, there's a transition that has happened with that as well. We talk about, you know, when I say general public, when we talk about accredited investors, you know, August 2020, they redefined what an accredited investor meant. Has that had an impact on how you guys evaluate accredited investor under the sophistication rules? Have you guys... Seen a, a change there because you know, a credit investor and you know regulation products were you know you go one or two ways. It was the crowdfunding model where you click the button that you say you're a credit investor and you invest five hundred dollars. Okay, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. What a credit investor is going to go out and invest five hundred dollars? Right. So I think you know they had to clean that up too, just like they did you know when when they were defining what these rules meant to us. When in August 2020, they're like, "Okay, we're going to expand the definition of accredited investor uh, to be those that have certifications, to be those that are professionals in the industry, to be those that um, you know are certified public accountants or RIA's." Or all of a sudden, this accredited investor definition opened up. Did that change uh, for you guys, or do you stick with the standard rules of the well- 250? 300 or a million dollars? Do you guys stick with that or how does that work? It's interesting that you bring that up because they'll come out and do that, Mm -hmm. but yet they regulate it differently Mm -hmm. or even worse, litigate it differently. Yes. And so compliance officers who we employ as well Mm -hmm. aren't going to necessarily go by the newest bulletin that came out. Yes. They're going to go by how are they treating you in an audit? Yes, and now we're getting into the weeds, and I apologize that's for okay. that. okay. But the answer is it hasn't changed much yet. Okay. With the exception of maybe the uh, Series Seven financial advisor the RIA, yeah, uh, because that is their job mm-hmm. to know investments. Mm-hmm. That's been the only one that's really been kind of easier. Yeah. They're, you know, I, I it'd be nicer if it was a little bit broader. Mm-hmm. But until they regulate, until they enforce it, yes differently yes we really can't do until that. we see some lawsuits on it and figure out what the overarching um <laughs> defined rule i guess right. is how that's going to be defined mm-hmm. okay so so limited we're definitely looking for accredited investors for bb capital we are um it sounds like you do have many options though from passive investments on a monthly basis to an annual payout uh, different product type All of it, though, housed in Texas. Is that correct? That is correct. Perfect. Well, occasionally. Oh, here we go. Occasionally we go off the reservation, but not that often. Okay, not that often. All right, that's fair enough. Fair enough. There's a lot lot of people out there that are looking for good quality investments. And what's maybe even more important is making sure they're working with an investment sponsor that stays in their lane. And the fact that you're staying in your lane in a place that you know very well, you have connections with, et cetera, um, you're just mitigating risk. I yeah. mean, that's that's a, a good way of looking at it from an investor's perspective. That was actually one reason we bought the broker-dealer that we have. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that, but it held it holds us to a higher fiduciary standard. You yeah. know, I actually, I, I, have, I don't have just FCC oversight, I have FINRA oversight. Mm-hmm. We go out, our, out of our way to share with people, why am I asking you all these annoying questions when the last sponsor didn't? Yes. I get that question a lot. Yes. And my investor relations team definitely gets that a lot. Yeah. There's reasons for that. Mm-hmm. And it's not only there uh, for regulation reason, it's there to protect the investor. Yeah. And we need them to understand the things that we talked about a second mm-hmm. ago. So we do take it a little bit further than most. Well, I got to give you some kudos on that because I have taken the opportunity to look through your private place memorandum, at least one of them. I think you guys might send me another one. And uh, if you have the opportunity, whoever's listening, uh, reach out to them. You're a credit investor. And it's, it's one of the best private placement rentals I've ever seen, because you can understand it. You break it down in a way where if you've never invested in real estate before, and you're looking to tip your toe in the water, right? All those, you know, uh, I'm going to play the market people out there. You're wanting to dip your toe in the market. They can help you do that. You won't even have to talk to them. (laughs) Just look at their private place memorandum and digest that and then pick up the phone call and get more information. And I I think it's exciting. I, I love what you guys are doing. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that because we fight with the attorneys who write that document. Oh, I'm sure you do. And obviously not to go outside the lines, but just to make it friendly to understand, to, 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 you know, digest. Yeah. It was easy for me to know exactly what you guys were doing with that fund. Oh, that's um, job. So good job. Thank good you. Job with that. Appreciate that. All right. How do investors get a hold of you? Our website's probably the best way. Okay. It's bvcapitaltx.com. Yes, we bang that t- Texas brand. I'm sorry, but we do. It's okay. Uh, so uh, BV Capital, BV is short for Bridgeview, uh, which is our development arm, but bvcapitaltx.com. Please reach out to us. Love to visit with you. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. And uh, we hope to have you back soon. Would love to. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of PTC Point of View, where retirement savers meet alternative investments. Know someone who's struggling with their retirement strategy? Tell them about our show. Can't wait for the next episode to learn more? Visit our website at preferredtrustcompany.com or give us a call at 888 990 7892.